Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Stone Genius. This is Ro. I am the Stone Genius. Remember, I am often stoned, always a genius. And I am right now, I will be honest, I am on my way to getting stoned. So, um, so I'm really excited about this show tonight because I'm going to be speaking with someone about something that really I find fascinating because I just wonder whether it's possible. And uh, this gentleman's name is Sean Wickens. Um, you can find him at his website, which is timemachineblueprints.com, where you can buy his book, which is the first edition of Time Machine Blueprints. Sean Wickens is also a stoner comedian, a stoner business consultant, and a stoner futurist. So uh, I'm excited about having Sean to the, to the show tonight, and I think we're going to have fun over the next hour or so. Hey, Sean, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, bro? We, you and I had a great conversation before you started recording, right? Yes. And and your intro was impeccable. And I there's a part of me that's like, man, wouldn't it be funny if I underwhelmed this whole episode? Yes, but 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 the thing <laughs> is, at the you can always come back and redo it. So that that was going to be my request. Oh, that once we finally yeah. figure out time travel, which I think it's more of a when we do, not if we do. So once yeah, that happens, right. if you're able yeah. to just come back and announce it on this show, exactly. that would that would just be great. So then we'll just call it a no, call it a wash at that point. Let's make a promise to ourselves right now that um, I don't know if I'll be able to announce that specific thing on your show on a future episode, but let's um, just agree that at some point i will say something pretty incredible on a future show that that sounds good to me i, I will take that as well so yeah. i first of all i want to address before we get to uh time travel your theories on time travels and us just kind of talking about that you yeah. you also are a comedian so and you're in new york city so i wanted to ask i have myself um probably mistakenly tried stand up a couple of times luckily right. when i've done it at the open mic nights they limit you to three minutes so i knew that eventually the, the pain would be over um right. you know i'm one of those people that i i think that a lot of people go oh you should be a comedian because i can yeah. be funny in situations but it's more you say something and it's actually yeah. probably me cutting you down and everyone else just <laughs> thinks it's funny but right. okay. it is so difficult to do that, and yet you're doing it in New York City. How is that? Um, so I'm doing it in New York City, yes. Uh, plenty of people could have the argument of whether I'm doing it well or not. <laughs> I think I'm doing it pretty good. But um, all right, this is going to be a great episode because I think I can pr say some pretty mind-blowing things about comedy. Okay. Uh, and And I'm ready. So – um everyone is capable of being funny it that is the absolute truth and what the the problem is is everybody sometimes wants too hard to be funny and that's what fucks us up but also to speak to your difficulty of doing open mics yes they are hard um you may have not tried too hard but you may have, um, you may have fucked yourself by telling yourself that you were gonna do bad, and then you lived up to that low expectation. So, 
that's the difficulty of comedy. It's like you have to not try too hard, but you do have to try a little bit harder than you think you do. Well, it, the thing that I thought was it's difficult because the great comedians have a story. They can start with something. Dave Chappelle started one of his specials. He goes, I'm going to tell you a punchline. And then he okay. waited all the way till the end of the show, and then he finished that. So yeah. and that that's I can't do that. I'm very funny. If someone makes a comment, I can very quickly and sarcastically or however, I can I can come back at that. Yeah. And, and and so people are like, oh, you're you're funny because it makes them laugh, but I can't get up and tell a joke. That's a whole different thing. All right. I'm going to give you some advice. Okay. I want you to do within the next two weeks, three weeks, whenever it's convenient for you, don't force yourself. This is also like gym advice, workout advice. If you're trying to start, um, it's the new year, so it's appropriate to talk about this. Right. I also... <laughs> I might have ADHD because we're going to go all over the place. Today, that's that's fine. Okay. Um, if you're trying to start a new workout practice, granted, I'm a stoner comedian who wants to talk about time travel on your show eventually. I, I'm not a personal trainer, but fuck it. Here's some advice. If you are trying to start a, a workout routine and you're like um, – on whatever day you're working out, if you need to quit early, that is still a win. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can't tell yourself that you're losing because you are out of shape and you were only able to get through a third of your workout. Fuck it, that's still a win. And and, and I, I've talked and so, about this on my show before, Sean, okay. that – as I'm 55 and I'm six foot five, I weigh about a, I weigh about but I, I, I weigh 165 pounds. I've kept myself in, in, in very good shape. I work out every single day. And I always tell people, even yeah. if you do, some people will be like, well, I, that's, you know, we'll take a 10 minute walk. Well, I don't want to take a 10 minute walk. That's, that's hardly anything. Guess what? That's yeah. 10 minutes more than what you're doing now. It's an hour more of what you're doing a week or uh, every week. That's 52 right. hours of work. So when the pandemics, yeah. when the pandemic started, I did, they were doing like, people were talking about the hundred push up a day challenge. Sure. And I started doing that. And yeah. so at the end of this month, it will be three years that I've done every day capable. And I've had a couple of hand surgeries during this time. So I've probably missed six, six months, 180 days or so out of it. But I would be coming up on 100,000 push-ups. I mean, because yeah. when you think even 100, it was, and it was not easy. When I started doing 100 push-ups, I thought I was in good shape. But, yes, I agree with you. It, sometimes you, if you just do a little, it adds up. It's like yeah, compound it, interest. Right. So saying that, I'm going to give you a fucking year to go to an open mic. Try to do it in the next three weeks. I don't know. But um, whenever you go, don't go with prepared material. Just go up there, introduce yourself and say, I'm just going to talk for three minutes because <laughs> I don't know how to write a joke. And then see what the fuck comes out. And the, the, you've lowered the bar for yourself because all you're doing right. is with on stage. You're not, you're not trying to perfect the material that you rehearsed. I think you're, th living, you're li living on stage in front of people. Try that and see if that works. 
and I don't know, get back to me. I will. Did I have? We have an open mic night at a comedy club, new, not too far from us. Wait a minute. Did I just waste ten minutes to tell you to do something you've already done? You've already gone on stage and just like winged it. But I have. I so the very first time I ever did it, I I I just winged it. So my wife and I, and right. and that was. Well, Try to write jokes. I'm so, sorry. well, here, here's the bad thing: is the very first thing I said got they people just they laughed, and then after that, it was dead silence for okay. the next two minutes and fifty five seconds. That's still a win. Yeah, that's that's what I said. I should have walked off the stage after I introduced. I, it was the it was actually the anniversary of our one night stand, and it it was like our twenty third anniversary of our one night stand at the time. And people just thought that because I, you know, they hear anniversary and they're about to clap and be like, oh, 23. What? Hold on. One night stand. What? And so that got a laugh. And then I don't even remember what I said after that. Uh, it was, it, you, but after watching, it is a craft. And I wonder, you know, I didn't understand why people had notebooks up there and they would look at notebooks and they would flip through pages. They were working to, create a new joke or hone a joke to make it even better or more efficient or people would yeah. record themselves and and I didn't understand that but now I totally understand that that you have to do that in order to make yourself better. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's um see I'm not a comedian who says like oh we've got the toughest job in the world. I don't say that because I've never had to give like CPR to somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've right. never like ran into a burning building to save a child. Um, but I, yet, but I, but I would, yes, I would. Um, anyway, comedy isn't the hardest thing in the world, but it's such an easy thing to punish yourself over. Um, so man, I can, I can honestly talk about comedy for like a week. Um, but we have something else to talk about tonight sure, or sure. today or whenever people are listening to this, I always forget that it's not live. Oh, and so I kind of just think it's it's the same time everywhere to everyone. Yeah. But that's the the that's stoner great, part of me. That's a great thought. That's a great thought. Yeah, that's it's 4:20 everywhere all the time that, to me. You should put that exact quote on a bumper sticker. Mm -hmm. I in my mind it somehow maybe it was more beautiful than it was, but I don't know. I, I think you said some Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. And yeah. And if it wasn't perfect, I think in the future I'll be able to go back and correct that. So th th we're going to jump right into this. So time travel theorists. So you have a book, and it yeah. is available on Amazon, and, and I would assume most places biggest, that you can order books? Biggest, yeah, the biggest marketplace in the world. Okay. And they can also order it at your – can they order it at your website? Well, I mean my website just links to Amazon. Okay. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. – but yeah, so it is available, and it's the first edition of Time Machine Blueprints. So, yes. what is your theory, or it's what's your concept of time travel? I don't have that nailed down yet, <laughs> but I swear to God, about a year ago, um, because I was um, I was going through a uh, self-imposed uh, emotional improvement regimen. Um, but I was also getting stoned and thinking about time travel a lot. Right. Anyway, one night, and it, it all relates because it was at a point where I was like trying to 
think more opti optimistically about not only my future, but a future of everyone around me, because I don't want to be the only one winning tomorrow. <laughs> I want a lot of people to feel good. Anyway, right. I, I was also at a point where I told myself, Sean, I'm not going to write down any jokes that I think of because it's like, if it's funny, I'll remember it. If not, fuck it. I'll think of something else funny eventually. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. So I was, I was like, I don't need to write down ideas. Well, there was one night, I swear to God, and I'm not a math person, but I came up with an equation for time travel. And somehow in my own mind, I was like, holy shit, it works. I hear I'm I'm not a math person, but I'm checking out the math and a holy fuck, this equation works. And then I told myself, don't write it down. You'll remember it tomorrow. And then the next day, I had no clue what I thought of. I... The, the equation was gone. Right. Now I'm a comedian, and so is that a joke that I wrote? Am I or am I just talking bullshit, or did it really happen? I swear to God, Ro, I think it really happened. Right. Eventually, I don't know. I should be. I should journal more. I don't remember the sequence of events perfectly. At some point in my life, I decided I got stoned and I decided to buy the domain name timemachineblueprints.com because somebody should own that. Right. And hopefully, it should be owned by a decent person, which I like to think of myself as somebody who's constantly on a journey of self-improvement anyway but how about if you turn into a huge asshole in the future when you now conquer time travel you go back and now you make it some malicious website have you ever thought of that um not until now take, you're welcome let's, let's table it let's table it no let's address it let's we'll talk about it in a little bit um because there should be checks and balances in place for the person who owns the domain name time machine blueprints anyway if you go on Amazon and you and you search for Time Machine Blueprints, you can find the first edition. It's available in print. It is a blank book. And I'm telling people to fill it with whatever like dreams for the future they can put in there. It's a joke, but it's also like a beautiful statement. <laughs> I do. I mean, that, I mean, it, it does, it makes a lot of sense because I, so I was yeah. talking to someone at my main job with cool. about, about your book and that's what we talked. So I do journal and, and a lot of times, cause I'm a stoner. Um, yeah. I have a dog that likes to wake me up constantly during the night. And sometimes I will be just like you. I have, I used to do the you know, this is hilarious. And I will actually laugh enough that I'll wake my wife up and then I'll be like, I'll remember this in the morning. And then I have no clues to what, and I have no idea. I mean, it could have been anything. I, it, I don't even remember what the gist of it was. Sure. I just know that it was something exciting. So I started putting a notebook. I, I would get up out of bed, but then I would find myself getting up out of bed and going out and writing stuff down. So I just put a little yeah. nightlight next to the table, a red light. So I could, I could, see cool. the book and, and started writing little notes down. The funny thing is probably 50% of those notes mean nothing to me the next morning. Well, man, but over a lifetime, you might have a puzzle of some sort of like, who knows? I mean, keep the journaling. You know, you don't know what you're going to find. Yeah. You know, 
And so if for all of my shows, I do notes. And generally there's anywhere from two to four pages of notes per show. And so I have gone through four journals and I was going to toss. And actually, I thought I'd toss the first three. And I had the last one. And my wife's like, she goes, you really need to start keeping those. And then I, 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 I don't know. Oh, actually, I do. I was looking for my bong. Real quick. Real quick can yeah. I say that it sounds like your wife, God bless her, it sounds like she puts up with a lot. Oh, my God, she does. <laughs> You're putting up red light bulbs next to the bed. Not yeah. for romantic reasons. It's oh, they, wait, did they, <laughs> they, they, I mean, oh, see, here's right. the thing. I can tell her they're for the notes, but they're also on during those times that I'm listening uh, to, you know, Nicki Minaj in the background. So I, I'm, I'm fine with letting private moments stay private. You know what I mean? Uh, good for you. Anyway, yeah. it sounds like she puts up with a lot and that's not a diss to, to you. That's like, uh, you know, um, a compliment to her. It, it, so we talk about it in the uh, society, the high IQ society that I belong to, That because yeah. a lot of people with high IQs. You, all right. How did you how did they find you or how did you find them? Uh, I I applied. I used to be a member of Mensa. Now I'm a member of the International High IQ Society. I changed about 20 years ago, and it really Better had to do with economics at the time. But the reason right. I do it is because the sometimes when you're in the top two percent, yeah, everyone is below you. You are talking down to everyone. No one rises. Yeah. Very rarely will someone surprise you and rise on just a single subject. They'll Got rise. It. And so you do, you'll, you'll join these societies. There is a very, very funny guy on YouTube. You can, uh, like if you Google like 17 high IQ societies, because he belongs to 16 and he, he goes, why don't I belong to 17? He goes, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to seem like I'm, I'm, I'm pompous or something like that. But it's very funny because you can communicate it in a way that these 17 is a low number for him. For it, me, like five is a big number. Right. But him, well, 17 oh. well and, and the thing is that, you know, he's like a super genius. Like where I'm at, there are people in this society that they talk so far above me. I'm oh. sure that if I held a con- tried to hold this conversation with me, they would have the same disdain for me as I do for someone that would be the equal number of points below me. Yeah. So it's all relative, but they they will do stuff and they talked about time travel and they talked about oh. I mean they've talked about all sorts of stuff but the the feedback it's le- legitimate feedback. I once made the stupid um comment and I was just I knew that these people would know who Icarus was and the story of Icarus, but I said, hey, I'm bored. I'm thinking about building some wings out of wax and taking a trip to the sun. Yeah. That was my yeah. joke. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that that was the, that was my whole post, and I did you know, yeah. whatever. Just something to change the pace on there. I had people telling me, like, at what temperatures certain waxes <laughs> would melt. Wow. Yeah. Well. So it, it's fun to have that type of stuff. And, and, and one of the things I sent you was uh, Vince from the society. It, when I said that you were going to be on the show, he sent a, he built an article about me from eight or from 1923, a hundred years ago right? as a joke. And, and so that's the kind of thing. So we joined the society so we can talk. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it sounds, 
I don't, I don't know. Do you guys have conventions? Do you party? It sounds like it might be a fun group of people. It, it is. It's a, it's an interesting group of people. Um, you know, it, it's, uh, the humor is weird. Um, yeah. you know, like it, a, a joke that people would find very funny would be like, uh, what happens at event horizon stays at event horizon. <laughs> And most people don't know what Event yeah. Horizon is, but we would yeah. we would laugh hysterically, and our spouses may be like, "Hmm, hold on, I think I'll I have honest. some." Yeah, they would be. The I'll be crickets. honest. I'll be honest. Yeah, I'll be honest to you and your listeners. I did laugh at that, but maybe I laughed because I didn't get it, and I just wanted to fit in. No, and that's fine. So I'll explain to the uh, listeners. Event Horizon is the cusp of a black hole, and a black hole pulls everything in. Nothing escapes a black hole. So basically, yeah. if you say what happens there stays, there, it stays there because it can't get out. So, but that's where. I, I, oh, I came up with a first draft for a joke about black holes recently that I'll debut. Yes. And it's that I had the realization that it's possible that somehow every knowledge I've acquired about black holes from any documentary I've watched or book I've read has disappeared. Nice. I like it. <laughs> I do. I, I'm not. I, a, think I, over, I think I over. I'm not I an over. I'm not a guffaw type guy. That makes me a bad audience member because I, I'm. No, Let's see. I can't remember the movie. Oh, Quick Change with Bill Murray. When someone asked him what kind of clown he was, he was dressed as a clown. He goes, laughing on the inside kind of, I guess. And that's kind of how I am. I, I think a lot of things are hilarious, but I just, I have that my resting bitch face so that no one ever gets to see that part of it. Well, I think sometimes I come up with jokes that don't make people laugh, that do, do make people think. And that's fine as well. That is fine as well. Now, yeah. I, I want to ask you, my wife and I, before you and I were even on each other's horizons, my wife yeah. and I were kind of talking about if we could go back. So here's what it, it goes to is my wife is seven years younger than I am. Okay. So I met her when I was 28. She was 21. Everything's right. cool. We've been yeah. together now 27 years after starting as a one night stand. Yeah. Um. So I'm always like, if I could go back in time to be like 18 and, and change a lot of the mistakes, I would. And right. I go, would it be okay that you and I are together because you're only 11? She's like, <laughs> no. And I'm like, but we know we're going to be together forever. Right. And so, hmm. so that's when I start thinking about, you know, time travel. I mean, the one way I have seen time that I could – see time travel work and it's not physical time travel but if someone Ooh, went to a long-term okay. coma yes you right. like your mind could go back to a certain point and because you've already lived all those days past then so you sure. could go back and actually recreate that your life in your head coming yeah. out of that as someone that has lived a totally different life that you had a totally right. different past all right i've got two thoughts that might um gel with you okay perhaps <clears throat> and one of them okay is like all right we're talking about time travel what do we want to reach a better brighter future okay let's say that maybe there's different versions of better futures right okay everybody's worried about dystopian realities and stuff but let's say that at some point 
in the very near, near future, some video game designers, coders, they decide to create a sort of simulated reality, a sim city of utopia, peace on earth. All right. Right. And um, and we're talking about when metaverse shit and virtual reality and augmented reality is is a little bit more advanced. So let's say that these group of people create a virtual reality that you could plug in and for some brief moments experience bliss and peace on earth where everyone feels like safe and embraced yeah that would be amazing that would be amazing and that might be the kind of thing that spreads that's like hey let's everybody jack into this and it's like oh this is how you do it fuck let's unjack and then let's fucking do it right yeah um i mean <laughs> like why can't that happen um what was the other thing i was going to think of oh so i don't think just think about time travel i think about other um you know uh, I think about that. Yeah, I have no business of thinking about. Okay, what, you know, but all right. So I, I'm thinking about the metaverse, and people are, I don't know, afraid of it because it's like, what if you get addicted to jacking in? <laughs> you right. know what I mean? But what if we can tap into traumatic memories, and then relive those memories, and then rewrite those memories? So we have a fresher memory of an untraumatic experience. Right. Like it is possible that the metaverse will revolutionize therapy. And if that's revolutionized, we are going to be in a pretty great badass future. Right. We would be. Yeah. And <sighs> I don't know what, what else do you want to talk about? Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, when, you know, when I think about, you know, all the, th when I've thought about time travel myself, it's always like, you know, how does it affect everything? I've kind of been sure. watching a show on Amazon called Peripheral. I bet it'll make you nauseous. I'm interested in what you're saying, but I, I bet it'll make you nauseous. It's there. That's a theory I have about time travel I haven't shared yet. That it'll make um, you nauseous? What are you going to share? <laughs> well, no, I was going to say that you like in like, they were basically jacking in, but then they were able to go into the future. Uh, I don't remember. It wasn't that far a future, maybe 70 years or 50 years, something like that. Not a great wow. deal into the future. But, you know, if something changes, if you if you tried to explain to someone from 150 years ago the technology that we have now, they, sure. they wouldn't understand. So right. in... 50 years, 100 years, a 1,000. I mean, I'm old enough to remember, you know, phones that were tethered to the wall and, yep. you know, albums were everything. And then, oh, my God, CDs, <laughs> that's revolutionizing everything. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it, and, you know, kind of what you said about, you know, programmers being able to do that. I've also, I think about stuff like this all the time. I probably think about time travel less. And it's it's more because my mind has difficulty with all the paradoxes that would okay. that would probably happen. Because well, then I, I don't want to get hung up on those. Yeah, but it's possible in the future that our minds will be a little bit more evolved, that we're able to make more 
um, synaptic connections, so we're able to make more idea connections. So it's sort of like any paradox that comes up, we might be able to make enough connections of like how to step around it. Yeah, and and that's I do a yeah I do that. I personally think that I am under the belief that there are parallel universes, which I think like why not think that? Well, and and here's my thing is I don't think that I have. I mean, I I'm 55 and I wear bifocals, but I my All eyesight's right. night not. <laughs> Horribly bad. What a what a weird what a weird specific support group. Well, I know, but I mean, when when I I'll go into a room, and yeah. I will look. So here's an for instance, I will walk in the front of the house, and I will come into like the kitchen table, which is like ten steps in the front door of our apartment. All right, and then I will go like I'll forget something or go where I just had this. Where is it? I know that I had it when I got, I know I had my it, keys it when sounds, I Ro, It sounds like, all right, we're about the same age a little bit. It sounds like you're describing a text-based game. Remember those back from back in the day, you walk into a dark room, your kitchen table. It does. Well, you know, like I would have my car keys. Cause I know that like my car would be locked. I would go back yeah. out and my car's locked. They're not on the ground. I walked directly in the door and look so yeah, they're, right. they're <laughs> nowhere to be found. I look everywhere. I look everywhere. I go and I go two or three times. And then all of a sudden the car keys are exactly where they're all of a sudden they're hanging where they should have been hanging all the time. And well, so, all right, here's what I'm going to plant a seed for. All right. Maybe some of your listeners are like time travel. Fuck. Yes. Let's do it. All right. Where's all right. So we're enlisting some future time travelers. Here's, yes. here's what you can do. And Next time you lose your keys um, and you're like, fuck, where are my keys? Don't try to find just one set. Try to find two sets. Because if you find two sets of car keys, it means that you have time traveled and you just don't remember it. Or you're about to and like, oh, there's two sets of keys. Are there two me's walking around at the moment? Oh, that would be so that's, cool. That's how we do it. My wife would love that. I, I think that I think if she could be a sandwich between me and me, she would do it. She I just, mean, I don't she know. gave me a yeah. weird look, so I'm guessing that's a no. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Well, so it's a little late to introduce her to my identical twin brother. <laughs> but you've learned something about yourself. I have. I have. So, I, but I just think and, that. Oh, hey, you know what? Speaking of wives, I, I'm gonna just I'm gonna put this out there because. You know, this relates to time travel. Perhaps my future wife is listening to this episode. So if she is, I want her to call 802-424-2092. Why not? Future there, wife. There you go. Yeah. Wouldn't that be wild if it actually happened, though? <laughs> I mean, and more wild things can happen. I mean, sure. the the way that I met my wife was so... I had I lived with a guy. He was killed yeah. in a car accident. At his funeral, I ran into a couple of friends of his that I knew that I'd met a couple times through my friend Curtis. And mm. you know, they were like, "Hey, what are you gonna do? You know, we need a roommate. You, you know, just lost yours." And so I moved in with them. And then the the one of the was a girl, and Kristen was trying to get me to go out all the time because after Curtis's death, I was kind of you know just in the bummers. And some reason I just said. 
is there any reason, anyone that I'd be interested in coming up there to see? She goes, there's yeah. a six foot one blonde girl I think you may be interested in. I said, wow. I'm on my way. She went home with me that night, and now it's been almost 27 years together. So yeah. weird things happen. So, right. I, you know, this would be, I think, less weird than that, because I don't think anyone would have to die in this scenario. So thank, thank goodness. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So that the, congratulations on, on your future nuptials. I, I'm excited. To, I hope it's a I'm destination also- wedding and that I can do the podcast live from your destination wedding. Why not? Okay. And I also think it's fair to put out there that I am open to finding myself in some sort of very successful throuple situation because, I mean, I wouldn't say no to that. I don't need it. I'm also fine with the possibility of me dying alone, whatever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, here's my thing. I just had okay. a... um uh, a courtesan uh, uh, and madam on the podcast. And we were talking about that. I was like, that sounds like, I think I would like that job. And I was thinking it's sex. The hours are good. Um, right. You know, if you have to travel, you probably get to go cool places. Wait, and what job? Uh, being a, a prostitute. Oh, being a. Or an escort. Oh yeah, courtesan is a prostitute with wealthy clients. Because I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna have people missing teeth. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna yeah. have these, these women are gonna, they're gonna have their original teeth still. I'm not even get into the denture ladies. I mean, unless they have a lot of money. But sure. uh, then I started thinking about how my wife may not be so on board with me having this new career. Oh, sure. um, so I, I don't know what the future holds. Uh, I don't know how we got on this topic. Something about, oh, you wanted to be in a thruple situation. I mean, I'm open to it, but it also doesn't need to happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think, I think at it, it, my age that I, and I'm saying, oh my God, I, I'm waiting for my wife to come around the corner and punch me in the face. Cause I want to say that I missed out on a lot of things but I didn't because I was seven years older than my wife. So there are a lot of things I get to experience she didn't. But like piercings weren't really a thing until after Bobby Bobby and I met. So like uh, I've never kissed, kissed someone with a pierced tongue or had well, different things done to my bodies with piercings. So ask your, ask your wife if she'll just put a, a marble in her mouth while you guys make out. That's that that would be a great obituary for my wife. Uh, yeah, that she passed choking on a marble. <laughs> so actually that we've talked about that as well. We think that when you die, you have to have an amazing story. So, uh, we had an EMT on the, the, the show not too long ago. And he did say that he goes, you know, if, if, if they go to pick up someone that passed peacefully in their bed asleep in the middle of the night, they're not going to probably tell anyone about that. But if they yeah. found someone that exploded on the shitter in the middle of the night, <laughs> they are calling their wife on the way to the coroner's office to tell them all about it. So, right. So, Here's, yeah. I came up with a great way to die. Okay. And it's that you just accidentally astral project spontaneously so hard that your spirit just never goes back into your body. I wonder and, if- and, you could also, that's the best way to go because you could also, like, say, it's this is a horrible thing to talk about. 
say I get shot in yes. the head randomly, I could say, I could just tell one friend of mine, you know, if I'm ever in a situation where I'm about to die, I'm, I'm going to just probably astral project out of my body first to dodge the bullet. You know what I mean? So I think if we all believe that that's how we're going to go, maybe we'll just feel like we won't fear death as much. See, and I, I don't personally fear it. I think it's going to be one of two things. It's going to be yeah. either nothing or it's going to be amazing. And I don't know what amazing, I don't know what I mean by amazing. Oh, that's, a good, that's, a, that's good. I hope to see ball lightning someday. So we have different goals, but I mean, I think that's all very optimistic. I mean, it just, it, it, well, I, you know, I never really gave heaven or hell that much thought until I heard someone at our church say that they thought heaven, we would just be at the feet of Jesus singing his praises for all eternity. And I was like, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about heaven. That does not sound like a place I want to spend all of eternity. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know what it's going to be like. I just think it'll be, you know, who knows? Maybe we turn into stars. I, I would love to be yeah. a big, actually, I would probably be a big black hole. I've been called a big a-hole in the past, so why wouldn't I be a big black hole in the if, if I'm going to become a yeah. celestial body? Uh, yeah, yeah. I do have a question for you. So I, I know that we've talked on time travel, so I've also <laughs> hey, talked about... Bro, have we started recording? <laughs> We've also no. talked about, I've brought up parallel universes, a little bit about simulations. Do you think one might be more likely than the other? Okay. Hmm. You could have one simulation of a bunch of realities, or you can have a bunch of realities with a simulation in each of them. You could also have none of those. Right. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with B, uh, a bunch of realities um, with simulations in them is more likely. Have you ever had deja vu? Deja vu? Like um, very, very vivid. Not like, oh, I, I think this has happened, but something like so one off. This was yeah. back in the days of moped. I always remember at the house that I grew up on, I, I I didn't know what it was because it was yeah. almost like what like I didn't understand in my dream what a motorized bike was and I kept yeah. seeing myself jumping out of the way of a motorized bike then became mopeds in the same thing I saw in my dream that's what happened and I'm like I have been seeing this for it was probably months at the time because I I was younger but I had been seeing it for quite some time yeah I all right. We're getting into some great stuff. This is actually a thought I had and I forgot about, but I just remembered it. And it's that, to answer your question, yes, I have some, I have had some great deja vu moments. And it, I had one recently, it made me think, okay, deja vu is, the description of that is feeling a feeling that you've felt before. Right. Or having a, you know, experiencing something that you've, feels like you've felt before. So that's, if we, th if we say that deja vu is point B, the second, the recollection of it. Right. What's the term for the point A? Oh, nice. And if we come up with a term for that, when we go through life having good moments, we could say like, oh, preja vu, right? 
and then it might give us more moments of deja vu that are like magnificent. No, they could call it a Wiccan moment. We could just name it after you. Sure. I mean, since you came up with it, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I never thought about that on the, on the front side. So I, um, I don't, I don't mean to like, just go around and like claiming to be an authority about time machine blueprints and time travel. But I mean, all I can say is that I'm actively thinking about it. Which would be more than most. Yeah. Because some people will be like, why do you think about that? I'm like, why not? What are you thinking about? They're like, I don't know the, you know, who who's mad at who on what reality show or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I hope that works out for you sometime right. in the future. I was going to well, tell you. All right. I can justify that a little bit, though. And it's because it's they are living in the moment. Like, that's going on and, like, you know. Yeah, but if aliens appear, sure. I'm just going to say I'm going to be more prepared. And it doesn't matter <laughs> what. Yeah. I'm just going to say the, the absence of me caring about what's going on in those reality shows is going to have me better prepared when the aliens do arrive. Yeah. Because I do wake up nearly every morning hoping that happens. Now, I hope it happens late in the day because there's a lot of shit that I want to get done on most days. And I just want to be like, I want to make sure yeah. I get this stuff done because if the aliens get here and I'm running around, I, I want to make sure that we have toilet paper before yeah. they get here. And you don't want to miss it. You don't want to like oversleep and just be like, what aliens are here? Like they've been here for three hours and I slept through it. Yeah. Like, uh, like Will Smith and independence day when he goes out to the curb and he picks up the paper when it was cool to go to the curb and pick up the paper and just read it there. Yeah. And he doesn't understand it. He's one of the last people to know there's aliens there. Hey, I did want to mention this on deja vu. I have had a feeling of deja vu, the same exact, and here's the weird thing. It literally is like seconds, like three seconds. Mm. And it's me driving. All I know is I'm driving. I'm the one driving. I have no idea what automobile it is, what vehicle it is. Right. I know exactly where I am on a certain street, which I used to, I haven't been down that street probably since high school. However, mm we live like two miles away from it, from this intersection. But I refuse, like if I needed to, if there was a detour and cops were like, you need to go this direction and it was at night, I would park my car and get out. I mean, I I am so freaked out that I've had this same little thing because it it, it always uh, entailed a, a, some dread. Like I always had this sense of dread. Then I would say follow your instincts. Yeah, I would... We'll go to that street when you're ready. Like, don't force it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not kidding. If they had, if there was flooding and the police are like, you need to get off this road and go this direction. I'd be like, I'm good. This was my time, I guess. Sorry. I guess the water is going to take me away. I can't go down that street. There is no way. But yeah, there's, it's weird because it is just this very brief. It's, I know it's night. I know the lighting. I know the intersection and it's just, I don't know what's going on. So I refuse to be anywhere near that. Um, Have you ever felt like you've been in a parallel universe or bounce? See, I feel like I bounce back and forth. Like, like I, because I I don't know. And I guess a parallel universe, I don't know, but it's just so weird because there's so many times where like, 
I will just be in a limited space and something will happen that could not have happened. All right. I have kind of, yes, I, um, I have had that and it's years ago. I used to be an overthinker and a kind of like internal negative thinker. Okay. So much to the fact so much like I would expect things to go wrong and see how they could go wrong in so many different ways. And then when things ended up going right, it was kind of a shock and I kind of couldn't believe it. And it, that kind of felt like my existence took a hard left. Um, but I'll now share that like, I'm at a point where I am thinking more optimistically and Let's talk about weed a little bit. Two days ago, I woke up and smoked out of a bowl after not having gotten stoned for like 12 or 13 days. Wow. And I think I had a little bit of a religious experience because it felt so great. And I was in a moment where I was just thinking about like job stuff or like personal stuff or like things that other people have shared with me of like, oh man, like, this is a little rough right now. Like I was kind of just thinking about so many possible solutions that I all, <laughs> I almost was just like, it doesn't matter if it doesn't go right this way because it might end up going right in different ways that I don't expect. Right. And it was, like, I felt so elated. And yeah, it's funny because when you say that, I think of when I was in the the golf industry or when I was uh, helping our girls learn how to play golf mm -hmm. is that they would hit a shot and they would try all their mind. And even though they knew how to do it, it may not work out that way. But I yeah. would always be like, you know, it may go two feet. And I would always be like, hey, it went in the right direction. It would always yeah, be yeah. like, you need to change your mindset. You know, that that's not, I get it, but you know, th that's a page. You know, this is something with time travel and parallel universe. I sometimes wonder if the story of the universe isn't always written and each day is just a new page. Oh, so yeah. where it, it, it's already what's going to happen is going to happen. We, d we can't really change that or alter that. We may think that we actually have free will when we don't. Right. And so everything's already be written. But if that's the case, then I do think time travel would be possible because you should be able to figure out a way to go back to a certain page. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I agree. It's more fun to think that Bigfoot is real than not. And it's right. more fun to think that, like, we'll figure out time travel one day, maybe, like, immortality. I Months ago, I started telling myself, Sean, it's possible you could live to be 200 years old. Like, why not? We might come up with some ad crazy advancements within the next 10 years, or I, I might end up just get, getting like plugged into some, you know, virtual reality retirement home. Like that prolongs my thoughts. It's like, I don't know, some people say like, oh, I'm in my fifties. I only have like 20 or 30 years left. Nah, give yourself like decades more. Right. And you know, I, I have all, I grew up with, I don't know if you remember the movie Logan's run. That oh, may, hell yeah. That may be a little early. They, they terminated everyone at the age 30. 
Mm-hmm. And so I've said 60 to 70. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to be like my parents. My mom is still alive. I love her. She's amazing. But yeah. fuck almighty, she takes so many goddamn pills every mm-hmm. day. I can't even yeah. imagine putting that many pills in my mouth. And I don't want to do that. And yeah. if it means that I have to die, then I'm like, okay. I mean, I just, I don't, I want yeah. to live naturally as long as possible. <laughs> yeah. And if, I hope this helps in some way, but in the future, you're not going to be taking a lot of pills. In the future, you're going to be taking one pill because there's going to be some sort of machine that sees all of your prescriptions and it's just like, I don't need to throw these all in different pills. I can throw all of these needed elements into one pill. And it probably will go in my ass, which I'm fine sure. with. All right. Well, I just say that because I always go back to... You know what? Hey, we're all going to be a little bit more open. <laughs> well, I, I just mean, I, I always right. think about if, uh, like, medical advancements for the human race, I, I'm like, if if aliens can travel through space, they can conquer yeah. space and time, but when they get here, they're doing stuff to our buttholes, then mm-hmm. maybe we should listen to them. Maybe more stuff sure. needs to be done in and around my butthole. Yeah, and I have right. been saying that it's to my wife for 27 years now. <laughs> Bro, it's possible that the third eye isn't the pineal gland. It's the, um, uh, I don't know. It's the rectum. Yeah, the prostate. The brown eye. Yeah, the yeah. prostate. Yeah. So, yeah. But I've just always thought that was kind of interesting that every time you hear about aliens doing medical, it's always on the butt. I'm like, oh, and right. I think I think they would be gentle. I don't know why you would travel <laughs> through space. Maybe, and then- uh, maybe aliens don't have butts. And they're like, what the hell is this thing? Yeah. All all the things are kind of similar. We, you know, maybe they still have spleens, but it's like, what the fuck is this butthole? Yeah. And then when they find out, like, like if they, if they find out how to reverse engineer a butthole and they find out what it is, they'll be like, Ooh, Oh, we need to keep these. These are great. So I don't know. I I have a big thing about aliens. Like I say, every day, I hope they come. Save it for the stage. This is all material for the <laughs> for the next open mic. Yes. Your butthole theories. Your alien butthole theories. Oh, yeah. Well, I still think that was... It, it seemed like the anal probing was a lot in the 70s and 80s, so I think it was a homophobic thing that they could make aliens sound even worse. Like oh, like okay. people traveling through space and visiting our planet, that's not bad. Oh, that, that sounds nice. I would like to meet them. Oh, they're going to look at your butthole. What? Yeah. They so, might they might look at your butthole and they might be communist. The Cold I'm, War is real, you those, know. Those <laughs> alien <laughs> bastards. Yeah. Um so what else do you have coming up for you with uh, with your time machine? What what do you think on the horizon the next your your next breakthrough thought will be? Do you, do you think that that mathematical equation will ever come back? Um are you prepared if it does? Do you have paper, pen, and, and headlamp next to your bed? Honestly, I don't think it's going to. I don't think it's going to come back to me. I think with the time machine blueprints that I will say I hope to within the next year be making a living off of just selling these empty books. Why not? Um, I think somebody else will hear. Oh, some stoner comedian thinks he thought of an equation for time travel. Bullshit. I'm going to work on it. And 
you know what I mean? I just threw down the the gauntlet, right? So to speak. And I think you had mentioned it. I think when we first communicated that, why couldn't you? Why can't a stoner comedian come up with this? Yeah, it's you know some scientists are mocked for talking about alien life or UFOs that used to be the reality, right? And you know some physicists might be laughed at if they just came out on some documentary and was like, yep, we're going to do time travel within five years. I can, I can, I can anticipate it. Right. They'd be laughed at. So why not laugh at a comedian? Right. Well, and the other thing is that elegant answer to a very difficult problem. It is, but you know, you can also (laughs) scientists sometimes get pigeonholed where they get that tunnel thinking like, Oh, it has to be this way. This is, this is my, my thesis. So this is the, the trail that I need to go down and, and don't see the periphery. And, you know, maybe it takes someone that's not in the field to be able to come up with that. Yeah. I'm going to give you some more ridiculous evidence to credentialize myself as to why I'm, you know, going down this path that I am. Okay. Um, and this is a revelation I had recently. This this happened before I published Time Machine Blueprints. Uh, like four or five years ago, I rewatched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure for the first time in like two decades. Yes. And I swear to God, I remembered every line of that film. And I feel like that means on some level that I'm prepared for time travel because you know, Back to the Future is about saving a family, and that's great. Time Cop. <laughs> I don't remember what that was about. All right, catch Is that the one up. with Jean-Claude Van Damme? Yeah, yeah. Ugh. I don't There's remember the- what it was about, too, but... But, I mean, time travel stories, there could be any number of, like, what what's going on here. Right. But Bill and Ted's Excellent Future, uh, uh, Bill and Ted's, that was about writing a song that created peace. Like, that is the best kind of time travel movie right yeah maybe that wouldn't it be funny if that movie was what led to world peace i know um yeah let's it's great to think about these kinds of things it is i mean there is another answer it's possible and, you know, often I will add yet. Someone will be like, well, we don't know how to time travel. And they'll be like, yet. Yeah, we don't know how to time tra-. Because I do believe that things will happen. I say that to people all the time, no matter what they say. I Yet. You haven't done I this. Mean, you will. It. I mean, time. the time travel that we're dreaming about, it might be that when we all meet the end of our lives, our lives flash in front of our eyes and it does so in a way that we enjoy it better the second time around. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't so bad. (laughs) Like, wouldn't that be great to be, you know, relive your life that way instead of like ruminating and all the, the shit. It would be, I mean, it does lead me. Sometimes I have a feeling that, like this universe I'm in is mine and mine alone. <clears throat> oh, I know everyone else is in it, but yeah. like my life, 
The only reason I don't believe this is true is that I think that if this was my universe, that I would be like king or god or I would be more than what I am. I just, but I mean, I, I've thought about this. I've never had anything horrible happen. I was trying to think of the worst thing I've ever seen. I couldn't even think of something that'd be like, oh, that's the worst thing I've ever seen. No, yeah. I mean, I think I've realized as time has gone on that I'm kind, I am luckier than I realized that I was a lot of my life. Um, I'll say this also about, um, what were you just talking about? Well, I was just talking about how, how often I just think that, that oh, my, my the, life, it, it's, it's not okay. bad, you know, and I see so many other people that have, um, we had a friend who just lost his life that was a couple years younger than me to cancer. His wife, had died of cancer, I believe it was 12 years before this. So they now have an orphan, not orphan. I mean, he's going to the grandmothers or the uncles. But oh. they, um, but you know, here's a kid that doesn't have his parents. And you're like, you know, we have kids. We have one that's uh, studying uh, petroleum engineering uh, at, at, in school. We have another that's in school. I mean, she works too, but she's getting her PhD in psychology. And my yeah. wife is amazing. We've had this amazing marriage. We seem to not fight. We seem to get along. We love yeah. each other more now than we did 27 years. So I always think that, you know, I have it really easy. And maybe this is just me. And then maybe my wife has her own universe. And whether I'm in that with her or not, I guess it doesn't really matter because she's in this yeah. one with me. But yeah. I often think that because I just see bad things happening to other people and it goes back to the why do good things happen to some people and bad things happen. I try to not assign that to yeah. anyone. And so I'm just like, I'm really like in the middle of the road. I mean, I have it. I have a oh, roof over my head. I have weed to smoke. I have food to eat after the weed that I've smoked. So, I mean, I have it pretty good. Right. There's music that you like. Yes, there is. Yeah. Most of it's shaking their ass. Mm. I'm I bet my neighbors are really tired of my playlist though. There's a lot uh, of, there's a lot of well, here's how you can find out. You can um hold like a block party or hold a, a party, invite all your neighbors, play only the music you like, see how see if it ruins the party. Oh, I'm so sure it would ruin it pretty quick. So oh, okay. most of our neighbors are the the yacht rock people, the oh. 70s type music, maybe some 60s thrown in there for flair or whatever. And I'm yeah. more of the Cardi B, Megan the Stallion, uh, oh. Nicki Minaj, that type music. So um, so yeah, they're getting just a hint of it. Yeah, you know what I mean. At the pool, at the pool in the summertime, it's. You always have to, we always have to try to get there early so that we can set the tone for the musical for the oh, rest wow. of the day. So, yeah, if you get there too too late that you're listening to Simon and Garfunkel while you lay in 900-degree heat here in Kansas. So, yay. I do like the heat, and I do miss it right now, but sometimes it, this past summer it really got unbearable here. Uh, um, but you know what? Maybe we'll be able to time travel one day and clear up this whole fucking climate issue that we're having. Amen. That would be nice. And right. that's the, like, I just, I would love for time travel to work. And I believe that there's a, there's. Well, you know, when people 
made the horseless carriage, the first versions of, of cars. Everyone was like, bullshit. And we're doing it. And when, like, wind turbines go up, there are people who are like, oh, those are bullshit. But they're not going anywhere, and they're going to get better. So it's like, we have that. I don't know. Flex capacitor in a DeLorean. Like, let's try it. Yeah. I think you can buy those on Amazon, too. You yeah. could pick one of those up with your book <laughs> on Amazon. Why not? Yes. Um, you know, here's the thing. Oh, I was just going to say something about time travel. Gosh, uh, fart, stink it. <laughs> I was, I was uh, just going to say something about time travel. Well, it was, when you, were talk, it was when you were talking about, um, like, Back to the Future. But I don't yeah. remember what it is. I don't remember what it's about now. That's a time travel movie about a kid saving his family. And, so uh, I'm talking about different plots, I think. Let me ask you this. Would you be more interested in the arrival of an alien race? Um, mm-hmm. You can pick whether they're nice or not, or uh, the future of time travel. Um, See, that's the other thing. Like, if everyone had access to time travel, then I just don't, I mean, unless you could go yeah. back and not change anything. Like well, you, it's almost that. like you're a hologram and they couldn't see you or something. I guess yeah. if you're a hologram, they do see you, but like, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I, all right. I do have an answer and it's going to surprise people because of the reason I'm on here in, in, in the discussions we've had, but I'm going to choose arrival of an alien race because if we time travel, we might end up finding that there's a bunch of lonelier times to go to. If we, connect with an alien race hey there's more like people <laughs> well and you know so more people to enjoy hopefully my wife thought. and i have a lot of weird conversations and most of them are not about sex no i take that back most of them are about sex but the ones that aren't about sex probably involve aliens so for a long time i had a little alien stuffed animal that i kept in the center of uh the console of my my car. Yeah. And so I had always said that if I ran into like if a UFO landed in front of me and they opened the door and I'm by myself, right. I was get like, if I could get in it, I would get it in and go. And so I was yeah. going to say that I'll throw the alien on the floor. And that way, if you find my abandoned car, but the aliens on the floor, then you know what happened to uh, me. All right. Because I would leave. I, I would, I would be it's like, like I, safe, it's like a safety net. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just it's like, w- a, it's like a weird totem from like that inception, but it's not about um, reality. It's about like I might have been kidnapped by ETs. Oh, that would be so cool. I did say though that generally when you see them depicted in movies and television, when a UFO opens up so that something can come out or you can go in, there seems to be yeah. steam or something going on. Oh, and uh-huh. as an original Florida boy, I hate the cold. And I mean, uh, the cold to me is 70 degrees. If it is 70 right. degrees out, I will do everything I can to find heat to be near. Yeah. Um, well, you've had a good life. It sounds like. <laughs> well, I, I was <laughs> just going to say, if I started getting close to it and it was cold and that's what I was seeing, that was the cold air hitting our air. Uh, I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't. And they'd be like, yeah. no, we'll show you the universe. I'd be like, do you, I mean. 
is it going to be that cold the whole time? I mean, that that would really be a, a sticking point with, with me and aliens. I would do everything else. They'd be like, we're going to probe your butt. I'd be like, okay. I mean, I wouldn't care about that, but if they're going to be like, oh, it's only going to be seven, it'll be 68 degrees in the cabin. Right. I'll be like, I can't. I'm sorry. Here's why I think the steam being ubiquitous in sci-fi movies makes sense. It's because the temperature on the inside of the ship is never going to be the same as the temperature on the outside of the ship, or at least very rarely. And they could be a few degrees off, but I don't know. I mean, I'm it does it does make sense, but I'm not going yeah. to where it's colder. I where don't think you're going to be uncomfortable. I think, <laughs> I think if aliens come here, they're going to adjust the temperature to our liking. Uh, I don't know. I'll figure it out. I know. They're smart I do hope that. Are you packing a bowl? No, I was oh. um, I was putting some dishes away. Oh. <laughs> I've been smoking a, a vape thing all night. It's easier. I can do that with one hand. Yeah, I I I missed my vape pen. I do have it. I just I just don't have any cards for it right now. So uh, hold on, I have something for that. Yeah, but um. I, I do prefer flour because I always know what it's gonna what that strain whatever strain I'm smoking is gonna do for me. Oh, yeah. um, I've had some guys on that have a cannabis company. They do uh, like THC infused uh, cheesecake, and then they have some Ooh. gummies that are coming out. And they are the gummies are amazing, but they don't do anything. My metabolism just like races right through them. So. Mm. But they're they're tasty, and it's funny because I said if you guys ever come out with a non-infused, they go, "Oh, we are," because they are that good. I would eat them as candy. They are oh. really good. Yeah, I mean, it would help with the THC. I mean, I figure if I'm eating them as candy, I'm gonna eat more than ten. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, you, you do gotta be. You yeah things yeah. things can't taste so good that you want a, a bunch of them. Uh, I'm pretty good at like knowing my limit and it's like I'll eat this much and then I hey it worked I feel great. Yeah, I'll see. I wish I wish eating it would do it for me, but it just doesn't unfortunately. Hey, I'm going to change gears real quick. I'm going to go back sure. to comedy for a re uh, a minute because we're just talking about okay. weed and stuff. Hope, and at this point I'll share that I hope people listening have been laughing. I'm sure they have. And okay. I hear from I hear from quite a few of our regular listeners, so I will oh, I will get feedback generally within 24 hours of an episode dropping of what they thought of the guest, what they thought of the episode, whether it was All one right. of my solo episodes, what I should have done differently. So they are okay. they are very good and honest with me, and I appreciate that. But so you would. I'd mentioned in your intro that you're a stoned comedian. Now, is that yeah. because you're a stoner comedian or do you actually do material that is around mm. the topic of Mary Jane? Um, I don't do a lot of weed specific jokes. Okay. I do sometimes just allude to the fact that I get stoned once in a while. Um, I so I will sometimes go on stage and talk about how I'll get stoned and watch a nature documentary and forget what animal I'm rooting for. <laughs> yeah. And um like so I do stuff like that. But I also think a lot of times I come up with material that uh, while I'm stoned and it's just so weird that um it explains 
the uh, genesis of it. See, and I sometimes wonder if it would just be funny if I wrote the notes, what I think is funny stuff while I'm stoned. Don't look at it again. Just go to an open mic night, have them ready, like have my wife put them in some sort of order, and then just me yeah. read them. Because yeah, may, maybe mean, the horror of my face that I thought it was funny <laughs> at one time, the audience would think that was hilarious. I think you just need to say, like, hey, these are things I wrote down when I was stoned. Let's see if they're good. I think that might be enough. Yeah, that's what I need. An audience with probably glasses in front of them or bottles, even worse, letting oh, me yeah. know exactly what they think of my jokes. Well. Yeah, I don't know. I, I the, the club that I had done it at before, the, the open mic night, and I did it twice, is no longer around. So there's another one in the Kansas City, Missouri and it's been around for quite some time. I know exactly every Thursday, there have been a couple Thursdays I was going to do it, and then I wasn't happy with my three minutes, which, oddly uh, enough, is something I hear from my wife every time we have sex. <laughs> um, that was the worst three minutes. Try that again. So, All right. I've got a new – I've got extra advice now. Okay. So I think you can try going to an open mic with the intention of not going up. You're just going to go and watch. And just from participating that way, it might let you know, okay, here's what I should try that I think would lead to a successful um, attempt for myself. So here's where I'm on the fence about doing open mic night again. The only okay. reason I really want to watch, even going to watch. Well, going to watch would be fine, although yeah. I might go to see a more seasoned comic. Just because uh, the open I mic nights that I've been to have been pretty fucking awful. I mean, I'm well, not, I'm not sure that the I value got, of that. The value of that though is like, oh, that was awful. Like, I could do that. Like, what's the worst that could happen if I if I bomb in that room? Right. Um. But I don't know. My my or, thought or is not at all. The, the, it sounds like you have enough fun with your podcast and your your crazy wife. <laughs> like, well, my thing is add another ingredient. I think after doing it a couple times, I have found out that it really isn't for me. I wouldn't oh, be yeah. able to sit down and write enough jokes. I was watching yeah. uh, the comedian Mitch Hedberg, um, yeah, and he was so good at one-liners. Or just short jokes that maybe you had to think, but they were just joke after joke. Uh, one of the jokes was, uh, what was it? Escalators can never really break. They just become stairs. Yeah. Which is a great one. You know, but li just little one. And I could, I may be able to write one, but I couldn't write. He's like writing a whole show. And I'm like. Yeah. He's a, uh, he's, um, uh, he's a, uh, Yeah. But uh, but my thing is, I think if I do it again, it would just be to see whether I could get sustained laughs for three minutes or how much I could. But it's really nothing. I don't I don't think it's for. Actually, let me rephrase because my yeah. Bobby, my wife would get mad at me. She she gets mad at me when I say I think or maybe or I'm not sure when I am 100 percent sure I am 100 percent sure that stand up is not for me. It's, Got it. I think that I could do it, but it is not in my wheelhouse, which, you know, it, which is fine, uh, it, but it is really good. Like if it was, I think I, I would love to try an improv group. That's where I think oh. that I would be much better at 
being able to play off the audience and other members of the the troupe than I am just trying to tell jokes or stories. There you are. We've had, this was a breakthrough. It was. Now I'm going to have to write that down. I don't even know yeah. if that's a thing here in Kansas City. It used to be, and I think they were so bad it became not a thing anymore. Uh, well, it's um, uh, power loves a vacuum. I, I don't know. Maybe something else <laughs> will uh, spring up there, improv-related. You know what would be really cool is I just thought about this in Peripheral. So yeah. in that TV show, and it, I think it's been out for a while because I'm way behind, so I don't think this is a spoiler alert, but there's one of that's one of the characters' moms is sick and uh-huh. is given like literally days to live. So in the future, where she's going when she jacks in, because she she thought it was virtual reality, but she's actually traveling to the future. This is that Amazon show? Yeah. And they said, yeah. hey, that what your mom has is actually curable now uh, in the present day. So we went ahead and faxed the compound prescription to the pharmacy. They'll be able to make it and she'll be cured. Wow. And so they actually did that. And so because I, w- I was just thinking, you know, could it, could it be where you could go back and say, you know, ch- even if it's changing your own habits, like don't eat as much, I don't know. I, I I can't think of uh, I don't have a very big palate. I'm really a meat and potatoes guy. The only thing better than meat and potatoes <laughs> right. is more meat and potatoes. So, but like if I you were, I you, love a stew. Yeah. So if you're eating a really bad diet for yourself and you could go back and change that, that would be pretty cool. Or you sure. know maybe do that. S- send a note to yourself. Stop being an asshole. I would see that everywhere. I think we should all write that down. That's a good. Well, yes, we should all do that. Don't be an asshole. You know, I write notes for my wife on stick it notes and leave them all over the house, and she'll do the same for me. I hope she doesn't listen to this because she'll start to gaslight me, and there'll be, like, notes that say, you're an asshole, you yeah. in the future. And and I'll be like, but that looks like your handwriting, honey. And she'll be like, no. <laughs> and then they'll start being typed in the future. The only way they can communicate with us in the past is through uh, a printed word. So, well, hey, Sean, I appreciate yeah. you being on the show. And I do want to yeah, spend, uh, I want to spend more time talking in the future to you about uh, your your days in comedy. And then I also know that you're a cannabis uh, entrepreneur as well. We didn't even touch on that or a business yeah. consultant. So I, I, I want to touch on that in the future as well. Sure. But I really Perfect. appreciate you being on the show with me tonight. Um, or whatever time it is, whenever you're listening to this. Um, I don't think we came in into any resolutions, but I, I, with (laughs) with time travel. It's that you're not supposed to try stand up. You're supposed to try improv. Okay. And I think the other thing that we, we think that everyone should do is go out, purchase your book and start journaling. It it can, it can make you better because you can go back, and I will say this from experience, you can go back and see trends. You can see how you were feeling that day, whether the the weather was was good, whether you your dog made you upset in the morning, you know, all these different things. You can start seeing trends, and you may see trends that may be beneficial, and you'll be like, oh, I want to start doing this more because those days I was happy, or I want to start doing this less because on the days I did that, I was sad or not as happy. So I, I think that your book is an amazing thing to 
to allow people to time travel because in the future, once they read their journal, it's like going back to the past and they can yeah. see that progress that they made. Wow. That's so you, you nailed it. I mean, I think that's awesome. I mean, you're the one that brought it up. So I'm just, I'm just reiterating what you said at the beginning, but I, I do agree with that. I, I've done that for, Somehow I feel like you put it better than I did. Well, thanks. But you know, it, it, it really, if you do it daily, it really can, ha you'll see patterns and no matter what that is. I mean, I have trouble maintaining a weight, which is why I smoke marijuana. I, I have, I, I can't keep weight on because I literally will forget uh, to eat. The most dangerous days for me are my days off because I'm, I'm not doing anything. When I'm working, I'm thinking, oh, I have to take a lunch at this time. I get off and then it's dinner time. When I'm right. off, I, I, I get, so I actually smoke to try to enhance my, my appetite, which will get me, um, to eat. Yeah. yeah. And so, but what I had to do was I had to journal s different strains because some do not, some will actually suppress your appetite, but some mm. will make you hungry, but they may make you, um, uh, paranoid or anxious or too sleepy or not sleepy, you know, so, but whatever it is, I think that writing stuff down daily will help everyone see patterns and that will help you be a different person in the future. So you're changing your future and you'll be able to see those changes that you made by looking at that journal in the past. I, I'm just sorry I didn't have you on before Christmas because I would have been pimping this as a Christmas gift for everyone, a uh, stocking well, stuffer. Uh, everyone has a birthday just around the corner. Yes, they do. At yeah. least within the next 365 days. Unless you're one of those suckers that got born on a uh, leap year, then fuck only knows when your next birthday is. Well, that's a... It could be next month. Time. I don't know. I don't yeah. know when, when that happens. Being I don't think it happens on odd years. I don't know, though. Being born on leap year day is a cheap way of time travel. You just age every four years. I know, but that would kind of suck, too. Because you could always get someone in trouble. Like, you'd be like... Hey, oh, okay. hey, you want to go out? And they'd be like, I'm eight. And it was about like, God, you look like you're 32. Right, right. Hold hey, on. Is that math right? No, I don't think that math was right. Oh, so if she was yeah. eight, yeah, 32, that'd be right, I think. I don't know. I have been smoking during the show, too. So I'm not sure that my math can be used against me in a court of law, as long it's as I dis dis d yeah. describe that I have been smoking. It's something else for viewers to... Um or listeners to um, check in with. Yes. They can check your math. Yes, they can. Sean, thanks for so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So, and everyone else that out there, uh, Sean Wickens, uh, you can find him at seanwickens.com and also at timemachineblueprints.com. Go out and buy the book. Hey, you have anything to say as we go out the door here? Uh let's record it all over again we could you know what <laughs> i do wonder is in the future whether you could go back and go i've had a couple of shows not this one i've had a couple of shows where i'm like yeah that wasn't very good yeah and so right. you know if i could go back i could delete them but that's not the same as time travel i would like to just go back and redo them we don't need oh, to do good. that to this show but what we can in the future is get together and we'll just talk in the future That'd be great. Okay. Definitely. I appreciate you being on the show, Sean. Hey, yeah, it was fun.
to everyone else. Thank you for listening to the podcast. My name's Ro. I'm the Stone Genius. I'll talk to y'all soon.